Anywho, welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Who are you? What? What? You? We've been friends for how many years, Jason? You do not know my name? Is this why I got the Christmas card addressed to Mr. and Mrs. Brad Cleveland? Look, listen, I hit is, my head when I was a kid. Is this I, why you just always are like, hey, 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 and wave in my direction? See, you think these tattoos that I have are just for show, but have you seen the movie Memento? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, my name is John. John, oh, I knew that. That's my dad's name. Is it really? It is. Yeah. You met my dad. I did meet your dad, but apparently I didn't remember his name. <laughs> well, that's on you. It was too weird. I, 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 my, my brain didn't work. Today we're on the West Coast. We are West Coast. Uh, we are not only we're on the West Coast, but this is an important issue, Jason. Do you know why? I'm going to guess it has something to do with somebody. This is the first issue of Avengers West Coast. Oh, I was looking right at it and I totally forgot. We have done 46 issues of West Coast Avengers, but there's no more West Coast Avengers. It's done. This book is renamed. So apparently the Avengers, and and there is some sense to this. The Avengers editors had decided we have three Avengers titles, Solo Avengers, West Coast Avengers, and Avengers. And we'd like them to be racked together in comic book shops that usually rack by alphabetical order. Some do. So we are going to make all of them Avengers something. Avengers something. So you go, so they rename Solo Avengers into Avengers Spotlight, which I think is a much better title. And they renamed West Coast Avengers to Avengers West Coast, which I do not like and never have. It sounds weird. It, well, it doesn't make sense. Nobody says it sounds like you're reading off an inventory like Avengers West Coast Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Did they do that also with the X-Men comics then? Did they have X-Men and then X-Men Uncanny? X-Men, comma, New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they only did it with the... But here's the thing. You don't need to do with that that with the... Because people were already reading those comics. Reading, and, to be, and, and, and actually, they did. This was right around the time that New Mutants was relaunched as X-Force. So that was already there so they with were, the X's. They were already getting it with the X's. And Uncanny X-Men was close enough with the U. Not a lot of titles uh, between U and X in the alphabet <laughs> to be on the shelves. Well, West Coast Avengers was. It's true. But not anymore. So they did it for two reasons. To one, put this with the Avengers and to push the other ones closer together. In a way, it makes a lot of sense. In a way, it's also dumb. Because they didn't rename the Spider-Man books Spider-Man Spectacular, Spider-Man Amazing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> and also, and Jason, you ran a comic book. Spider-Man Web of. I worked in a comic book shop for three or four years, and you ran one. For a year and a half. And if you want to rack all of your titles together, you can do that. Like, you can put all the Superman titles together. There are there are many stores that do it that way. Yeah. You can, I mean, they didn't rename it Superman Action and Superman Adventures and Superman whatever. How did people ever buy Batman and Detective Comics? Exactly. How did they know? And Action Comics and Superman, they're at total different ends of the store. Exactly. So to an extent, I get what Marvel was doing. And at the same time, I'm like, are sales this bad? Right. That this is the best thing you can think of? Also, didn't Captain America say there was only one Avengers team? Well, he did. So. So do you think that they were like, well, now they are all one Avengers. They should have just put out two Different issues called Avengers that have completely different characters and stories in them. That wouldn't have been confusing at all. <laughs> it wouldn't have been because one of them's in the 300s and this one's in the 40s. No one would get confused by that. No. So we're getting caught up. This is August of 1989. The last episode we did Avengers 310, which was November 1989. So we have a couple months here of West Coast to get through. 
couple oh so you're saying for the next few weeks here for listeners we will be on the west we'll coast. get caught back up then this is again written and drawn by john byrne with mike macklin inking and it is called with friends like these exclamation point that's, Sorry. that's not even with a, friends like these that's not even a sentence <sighs> it starts out with the scarlet witch who is asking dr pym and the black panther to please 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 rebuild my husband the way he used to be now, you may be asking, what's the Black Panther doing there? You also may be asking, why is he such a jerk to the Scarlet Witch? <laughs> because John Byrne doesn't write the Black Panther. <laughs> and why is he here? He's installing new computer equipment. Yeah, they seem to be inside of a computer. <laughs> from, from the drawing, it, the entire wall is like little panels that they're popping open and putting things in. And I don't know what that is. Why is Pim wearing sunglasses? Not just sunglasses, but he looks like he just joined a bad 1980s Marvel-style punk rock band. Oh, yeah, they're almost like, they're, they're like welding glasses. Like, they just have that little slit. But I think what makes them remarkable is that they are bright blue. Are your ears bright blue? They have to be. Yeah. Because he's already wearing red. I mean, you wouldn't want to make him bright red. He'd look ridiculous. <laughs> and... You know, T'Challa's like, I don't understand, but we, we we can't do anything for the vision. And Dr. Pym's like, <laughs> Dr. Pym is scowling in the background. Like, don't even talk to her, T'Challa. Just just ignore her. She won't go away. Like, Dr. Pym is being catty. Black Panther's being cold. It's a horrible scene. I mean, to be fair, Black Panther's right. I, he's like, we, he's fine. He's back together. He's a functioning synthesoid now i'm sorry he doesn't have the memories that you want him to have <laughs> who cares <laughs> well and black panther also hasn't really spent time around the vision yeah since the late 60s right or maybe early 70s so he doesn't understand what's missing really yes the vision was pretty robotic back then and he's very robotic now i mean i would argue the black panther says he seemed very much as i remembered him and i'm like he was never this robotic even when he first joined the team also not pure white yes that too but, but maybe Black Panther doesn't see color. <laughs> I, I don't understand why somebody's not like, just like, you know, let's just get some paint and just go to town on him. I mean, what are you going to, why not paint him up? But can he just go intangible and the paint would fall off? <laughs> Jeez, I, I mean, I hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, decided that was a power of his. <laughs> In any case, the Scarlet Witch storms out. And right past Wonder Man, who who's is, lurking outside. Because he's not creepy. What is that room? I'm telling you, I don't understand. He's Are those cushions? Was he lounging on some weird couch outside the glass doors to a glass room? I don't know what's going on. That there. seems to just be computer parts. Yeah, it's our computer waiting room. <laughs> I'm so confused by what this is. So she goes storming out and he's like, Wanda, Wanda, he wants to talk to her. Because he's in love. Yes, but she doesn't want to talk to him. Because she's mad at him. Yeah, I don't blame her. I'd be mad at him too. I am mad at him. I'm mad at him. He's an idiot. Meanwhile, the wasp is flying around the danger room fighting robots. The wasp in one of the most ridiculous costumes I've ever seen her wear. Yeah, she's a fashion designer, right? Also, she has antenna again. Uh, Give it up on the antenna burn. No one wants them. So she's doing like a training session and Wonder Man comes in and turns it off. And then he wants to talk. He and his mullet want to talk. <laughs> they do. He wants to try to get try to get Jan's take on why he's in love with the Scarlet Witch. And it's really just going over things that we have already discussed. But weirdly, like Jan's on his side, which I wouldn't have thought. 
Well, yes, exactly, because she says she's a rom- a romantic. And my frustration with this is it's it's negating the fact that these people were all friends with the vision. I feel like Wanda is way too upset about what's going on with the vision, but nobody else is upset enough. Everybody else is acting like, well, yeah, it's no big deal. The vision's just a robot again. You're like, sorry, he always was. Didn't you see that? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> guys, you were all friends with him. Weren't you? But they're treating him like not a they're treating him like an appliance now yes. because Jan's like, well, you know, he had your memories yes. in him, so that's really your personality. So you should just disregard the vision and go after Wanda on your own because it's really you that she wants, but she just doesn't know it. It's very disturbing. And I I, I don't care for it at all. Does she not know that her hair looks stupid? <laughs> Sticking out from that skull cap thing that she's wearing. It's like she's wearing a scuba suit without the face piece and her bangs are sticking out of it. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. And also, I should point out that the wasp is supposed to be showing shown here as empathic because she guessed that Wonder Man was in love with the vision because she deduced all this whole the vision had your brain patterns, blah, blah, blah. But I still don't buy it. I just don't, I do not buy the entire Avengers team acting like the vision is fine. Meanwhile, in case you forgot, U.S. Agent is on this team. He is. And he's looking for Tigra because he saw some weirdness with her in the kitchen. Yeah, she was chasing mice. Well, the, the cook said that she had been chasing mice, too. And he finds her and she seems fine. She's, yeah, fine in the fact that she's horny. Well, that's Tigra <laughs> and she's lounging against a tree and she... Um, talks about how cute she is and then it comes in and you think she's going to kiss him and instead she does a head bonk <laughs> she boops him <laughs> which is what which is what cats do yeah bonk into each they other they just yeah mm-hmm. just do touch heads and it's first of all adorable and second it of all is. kind of funny i mean she's right she is super cute in this i don't i had mentioned it before when burn took over i, I just really like the way he draws tigra she looks so much more interesting i am so upset that he doesn't, that he's basically writing her out of the book. Yeah. Because you're right. He does an amazing Tigra. No one does a Tigra as good as John Byrne does. Oh, well, what are you going to do? In any case, we find out both the U.S. agent and the Wasp find out that someone's taken a Quinjet without authorization. That's crazy. Who might have done that? Who could have done it? I mean. It's probably the only person that's not in the room with them. It's the Scarlet Witch, and she's got the vision with her. And she is telling them that she, since they won't help her, she's going to someone who will help her. And then Dr. Pym explains that she's activated the stealth shield. Quinchets have a stealth shield? Yeah, why not? They figure that she's heading, based on the direction she was flying, that they think she's heading to Seattle to see Dr. Phineas Horton. The guy who created the original Human Torch. Yes, because they think that she went to him for help in recreating the vision. Okay. So, before we go any further... So the Quinjet flies away, and then we cut to the next page. It says, one hour later, Grosvenor Memorial Hospital, Seattle, Washington. Uh, Hank and Jan and Simon, Wonder Man, are at the hospital to see Dr. Horton. And the dialogue starts, I still don't see how you and Hank can be so sure Wanda and the Vision came here, Jan. That's uh, Pim talking, right? No, that's, no, that's Simon. Th- oh, that's, that's Wonder Man talking. And she replies, simple, Simon. Simple, Simon. I mean, it's not a bad joke and then she's like oh sorry simple Simon. oh sorry yeah that's funny it is it's good i like it because he is dumb too so it works how true (laughs) anywho they're like yes the doctor said the scarlet witch isn't here why did they make the doctor look like he's eight feet tall he's taller than wonder man 
you know, GNU. <laughs> so if we remember, and I'm sure you don't, last issue of the West Coast Avengers, a, a weird college in Texas, I believe, had con. They were had that uh, that big uh, meeting room, and they were going over all the different mutants. That's and they're the like, one. Scarlet Witch, boom, that's the one we want. And so they had offered to help her with the vision, and that's where she has gone. And she gets there, and Random, Jeremiah Random. Yeah, that's not weird. Is the head of their everything. He's the dean of robotics. And he comes out to greet them and insists that they can help them. He leads them inside, and as soon as they lead them inside, they uh, drop the Quinjet down into a pit and destroy it. It gets smashed like at a junk yard. It's amazingly convenient that that's where the... Unless this entire uh, quad area can open up, they put the Quinjet right where it needed to be so that it could drop down into into the car compactor. Well, it does say this open area seems to be some kind of helipad. I'll Uh, land here. Okay, fair enough. The weird thing is they smash it and it falls down in this big tunnel. And as the doors are closing, there's a scrap of uh, Quinjet left. And one of the college students walks over and kicks it into the hole. Yeah, we see. So we realize that all these college students are in on whatever's going on, too. The whole campus is in on what's going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we see them also standing around, various ones standing around watching the Quinjet get, get smashed. But when the when the last piece of the Quinjet falls down, we see something blinks on. Yep. And on the East Coast, we see Captain America, who he has gotten notice that a Quinjet has been destroyed. I like how we, I like with the establishing shot, like it's a sitcom. There's an establishing shot outside of the mansion, and then it, the next panel has Cap running across the living room. The only apparently other Avenger around is the She-Hulk in her she- aerobics outfit. So she goes with Cap, and they find out that one of the West Coast planes went down in Texas. Absalom, Texas. And the She-Hulk's like, let's call the West Coast Avengers. And Captain America's like, shut up. There is no West Coast Avengers. We're all one team. But it really doesn't make sense. Plus, they're in Texas. It's like halfway. So whose territory is that? You would think that if a a West Coast Quinjet had been destroyed, Captain America would at least call the West Coast team to say... What if your Quinjet's destroyed? Is there a problem? Or Should at I least, get more people? Or, you know, he could have gotten in a Quinjet and on his way to Texas called them and said, hey, yeah. I'm on my way to Texas because one of your planes went down. Do you know what's going on? Because if they, you know, they may need help. There yes. may be a problem here. And he could tell them over the radio, I'm heading to these coordinates. Yeah. You should meet me there. And instead. That he, way, the next two issues won't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Back at the at the campus in Texas. The uh, the weirdo, Mr. Random, they take the vision off to do quote unquote work on him, leaving the the Scarlet Witch all alone. And they then take her to her again quote unquote quarters so that she can rest. And when she gets in there, her quarters look like that torture room that they put Chewbacca and C three PO in uh, in um, Empire Strikes Back, where the, where the sirens were going off that were driving uh, Chewbacca crazy. True story. Yeah, there's nothing. There's some pillars and the wall. It looks like um, the holodeck. <laughs> like yeah. I'm waiting for her to go in. They close the door and it like turns into something else. All she has to do is say computer and program and this would all be over. <laughs> in any case, something happens and she's knocked out. I don't know. Is it a sound? It is a sound. Oh, so it is that room. <laughs> some kind of weird sound. And then Jeremiah Rendon comes on the screen. The entire wall is a screen. See, I told you. And now, she's inside him. Look, the floor's changing too. His face is on the floor. What's going on? It gives he gives her some weird explanation about how 
the time of Homo sapiens is drawing to a close and they need Homo superior. Can I read? I want to read it. Please do. I'm going to read these three panels. No, it's you we wanted, Wanda. You we selected out of all the known mutants on Earth. You were chosen because you're powerful. And we shall need power, but not so powerful that you could not be controlled. Well, that's uh, not true right yeah, there. Not at all. But perhaps some explanations are in order. The time of Homo sapiens is drawing rapidly to a close, Wanda. The age of the mutant or Homo superior is dawning. We intend to be a part of it. For all the uncounted millennia, the appearance of mutants' genes was somehow stymied us. Has something? Really? We have not been able to influence them or the mutants they created. Now, if we are to move into the new dominant species, we must develop this facility. Nothing he just said makes any sense. No, and they're going to get into this in more detail in the next few issues, but I wish they wouldn't. It's going to get worse. Yeah, I don't like this at all. And her response is, millennia, move, I don't understand. Yeah, we're right there with you. And then, as you said, the the, the little squares all over this holodeck start to, like, drip black goo. Yeah. And then the black goo starts to actually, like, seep up from the floor and encase her feet. It, like, rips her cape and she falls over. And then she starts drowning in it. And we have one last scene back at West Coast Adventures Compound where the new nanny Ugh. for the for the Scarlet Witch and Vision's children is looking for a toy and when she turns around the kids are gone again. So we're back to that old subplot. Yeah, I don't why does he keep doing this? It's a subplot that I don't believe this subplot we see the we don't see where this is going till I think issue fifty three. And it started in what, like issue forty five? Is this all about how her kids aren't real? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. What is there anything in the letters page of note? No. There's a letter from a Canadian person that named themselves the Star Wolf, which is what? Whatever. Is it really? Yeah. The Star Wolf. He said, uh, I'd let uh, West Coast Avengers drop from my must buy list a couple of years back. A couple of years back. We're only on issue 47. Would you read the first two issues and drop it? And he's, he's back now because John Byrne. I find that interesting. This is 1989. The internet doesn't exist yet. Someone was reading West Coast Avengers when it first came out and then gave up on it. And now they've returned because John Burns on it. How did they find out? How did we find out those things back then? That's a good question. I don't remember. I used to just buy comics because I bought Marvel comics. (laughs) I would just keep buying it until I got bored. I don't know. I wouldn't. There's nothing that would make me come back to something, maybe. Were there like? But a creator would. Were there? But how right. would you know? I don't remember how. They didn't like when he was first back. It didn't like splash across the the cover like John Byrne returns. But or, previews was still around in the eighties, late eighties, wasn't it? Wasn't I getting previews in the late eighties? I never read previews then. I don't remember if I did or not. I was in high school. Like I don't. Eighty nine. Graduated in eighty nine. I graduated in ninety. Oh, that's right. So did I. I always think you're. I am always convinced you're like three years older than me. I'm like six months older than you. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. It's weird. I don't remember how I got my comics news back then, but I do think I had previews because I can remember ordering things like Marvel Masterworks ahead of time. Oh, really? And then them coming into my box. Yeah. No, I never did that. Well, I'm a little bit more of a nerd. I'm trying to remember when we first went to a comic book store and you signed up for like a box for Mm -hmm. a pull list. I, the first time I did it was with index cards. It was at uh, the the comic book store that used to be over in Lemoyne, Pat's Place, Capital City Comics. My first one was in York. I drove to York, and it was with Comics Connection. Yeah, but it was the late '80s when I did it. Yeah, I had a box with them for a while too, and with Comic Store West. 
that was also in York. I had boxed with them for a little while. I went to Comic Store West, but I never had a box there. I kept bouncing around, but but it was like when I first did it, you filled out an index card and yeah. wrote down the titles you wanted. I remember that. And then I don't remember how you did it after that. Like then I did them by I used to order through Westfield out of Wisconsin, and they would send me a catalog every month, and I would like write down the stuff I wanted on an order form and send it in. I used to order from a place called Discount Comic Book Store. DCBS, I believe it was. Yeah, this, yeah, something like that. After I got done ordering from you, and after I stopped ordering from Ralph and Palmyra, yeah, uh, I just ordered from them for a while. But now I don't order from anybody. I don't get comics anymore. Comics? Who needs those? They're dumb. Yeah, um, sadly, I just buy collections off of Amazon and eBay. I buy collections out of actual comic book shops because I care about yeah, uh, I know local blah, blah, comic blah. shop owners. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I just read. Oh, I just read a Marjorie. Lou comic called Monstrous. Yeah, I've heard that's very good. Beautiful art. And she's won some awards for it. It's got a, a very detailed fantasy type story to it. And it just depends on your tolerance for that kind of a world building. We are um, we're really off the mark here. Sorry, is there anything going on in the letters column? There's a... Uh, I mean, the letters aren't really interesting. There's a... Um, uh, what is this? What's this called? What's this thing where you, you fill it out? And send it in. Uh, questionnaire. Is this for the Solo it's, Avengers? No, it's for the Comic Buyer's Guide Fan Awards of nineteen oh. of nineteen eighty eight. That's confusing. Well, not really, because like the Oscars for nineteen ninety three happened in nineteen ninety four, and you know it's always the next year. I, I you know, guess that's the way it works. Because it's hard to vote. But on, we're in. We're like deep into nineteen eighty nine already. I agree with that. It's not like it's going to be two years by the time the thing comes out. That is that is a little weird. I will agree. It with seems that. kind of far behind. Uh, Comic Buyer's Guide Fan Awards. They want uh, favorite editor, writer, penciler, inker, colorist, letterer, cover artist. Favorite story, favorite comic book, favorite limited series, original graphic novel, reprint graphic. There were reprint graphic novels already. Favorite character and favorite publication about comics. And they will only accept things with a 1988 cover date. Man, this is really in depth here. DC's 1988 issues dated holiday or winter are eligible. <sighs> I they want you to vote and you have to send in a dollar fifty to cover shipping and handling for an envelope. What? Oh, every voter will get a free copy of the Comic Buyer's Guide, but you have it's not free because you have to pay for the shipping. I don't remember Comic Spike couldn't was I don't remember CBG being that expensive, but then I didn't really read CBG much until I the didn't either because I don't feel like it had a lot of information. It was mostly price stuff for a long time. Like it was pretty, it was a pretty thick magazine, wasn't it? Well, it depends on what era you're talking about. When I started reading it, when I worked at a comic book shop in the mid '90s, I started reading it, and then it was basically a newspaper, and it had columns from Mark Evanier, Peter David, Tony Isabella, and I I enjoyed those quite a bit. And it would do, it would run articles and stuff. But then sometime, but then it was weekly. Was that a thing that I used to get? When I would go to the comic book store to pick up my books every week, I used to get this like folded newspaper. It looked like a little newspaper thing. It was yeah. like eight or ten pages. Yeah, is that what that was? Yes. And then it stopped as you got farther into the nineties and you got the internet age. They stopped doing it weekly and started doing it monthly, and then it became a perfect bound. It was a magazine. Uh, yeah, but but a thick one, like yeah. you said, with with a price guide in it, and then you know stuff in the beginning and the price guides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I preferred the, the newspaper one. I yeah, it was, cool. it was a quick read, and it was you could read the interesting and, parts and, and skip was, the rest. And, and it was fun. Yeah, you read the articles that were interesting to you, and I liked the columns. I would have liked. I actually have collections of Mark Evanier's point of view columns and Peter David's, but I digress. 
I don't know what Tony Isabella's was called. There was other people. I think oh, so. I have Mark Evanier's columns. Yeah. Is that what that was from? Mm-hmm. The Tilting at Windmill? No, that's not Tilt. That's Brian Hibbs. Um, Point of view. POV. Yeah, but the books, the collections have like weird names, don't I can't, they? Yeah, they do. I don't care what they are. Yeah, I think I have the first two or three collections of those. Yeah, they do collections of But I Digress. And then I don't I don't think they did anybody else's. I think Stephen Grant or Bo Smith had a column in there for a while. And Anyway. Hmm. Comic Buyer's Guide. I liked Comic Buyer's Guide. It's it's a shame because it was the kind of thing that again, the internet destroyed. No, not that I hate the internet. That's silly, but you know, the internet did take away some things that I thought were really cool, and that was one of them because they were doing some news. And uh, there's no reason to have news when you can go to the internet to have a publication trying to do news. Killed Wizard too. Oh, what a shame. I liked Wizard at at the time I liked for what Wizard. it was, and Toy Fair. I used to read Toy Fair because I, of Twisted Toy Fair Theater. I have collections. I have collections of those. Most, yes. all, I think all but one. I think. Yeah, the the Wizard publications. There was a certain amount of fun to them. Yeah, I mean, they were clearly a little juvenile, but they were also fun. And they were a bunch of bros sitting around yeah. writing about comics. And Twisted toys. Toy Fair Theater was just brilliant at times. That's what made me start to watch. Um, Robot Chicken. Yeah, well, that's what Robot Chicken really is. It's yeah. just a, a filmed Twisted Toy Fair theater. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But apparently the publisher of Wizard was kind of a horrible person. Uh, Gareth. Gareth Seamus. Shame, yeah, I think that's right. Who kind of let his company, uh, you know, default on loans. Mm, and, yeah, great guy. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, are we done? Did we talk about the comic? I don't remember. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, so stuff happened? Well, I'm not going to say that, but we... <laughs> this was, out of the, the rest of this storyline, this first one made me go, why was that a comic? It's a it's a storyline I don't completely understand, and I understand even less why it had to be three parts. Well, yeah, that, that too. But we will continue on this road next week. Yeah. West Coast Avengers, woo! Thanks for listening, everybody. Instagram, Are we done? We're done, right? Instagram, Instagram email stuff. Email. Uh, Avenging Hour. Yep, at Gmail. Things. People. You're so good at this. Places. Man, woman, camera. This is why you host. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.